Welcome to episode 107 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Well, not as good as a three-peckered billy goat in a field full of nannies, but I'm doing all right, Mike. How are you? If you were feeling that good, that would almost be against the law, if you were feeling <laughs> that good, because those things would have to be feeling pretty happy. Um, I'm doing quite well. I mean, first ever podcast in 2022. You know, yeah. so ah, happy new year, by yeah, the way. Happy new year to all the listeners. Uh, day late, yeah, like, happy. but like I said, like I've said on previous years, uh, pods, yeah, the happy new year wishes go till this time next week, okay, a week, and yeah, and then, yeah, it, and then, then, yeah, then it's just hi, how you doing? I know because you had we had uh, whatever episode it was after the new year last year, you had somebody a month out, yeah, like, like middle it, of it, January, yeah, said, late, it was probably late January, early February, and it was like, uh. Happy New Year. I'm like, come on. That was a fucking month ago. You know, so. Yeah. So, yeah, you get one week to wish Happy New Year's. And even then, I think it's a little stretch. I yeah. mean, you know, you know, Sunday, January 9th, I think is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. So, if I wish everybody a Happy New Year next week at this time, will I? You'll be on the borderline. Okay. You'll be on the borderline. So, I won't get punched in the mouth, no, but I might I get said a it was, I said it was allowed right. for one week. Okay. Just want to know the rules, yep. man. Yep. And actually, even a better greeting, I think, would be not Happy New Year, but hey, how was your uh, Christmas and New Year? Or how was your holiday season? That's only a week removed, so you can ask if anybody did anything special. So that's acceptable. But um, yeah, one week, and we're going to put a stop to it. Okay. Um, So what do we have today? All right. First on the docket, we've got Opperman's Cork and Ale, which is a local... um, uh, come on, Mike, help me out. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, you, you, you had me so choked up you didn't know how to describe Opperman. <laughs> it's a I'm, beer, I'm, beer, wine, and liquor store. Yeah, yeah, but there's a, there's, there's a cutesy name for it or something like that I was going to try to eat. And that's probably why I forgot it because it's cutesy. But they've got a uh, oatmeal stout aged in bourbon barrels, but it's made by Middle Coast Brewing Company in Traverse City, Michigan. All right. So... We're going to have to stand this up to all the other oatmeal stouts that we've had here. Hopefully it stands tall as it is in the one pint uh, can. So I'm trying to think here. We've got uh, 9.8% and 37 IBUs. Oh, 37. 37, right. at least you know on this can. So when we've got a microbrewery like Middle Coast, sometimes what we get, you know, if we're looking uh, online or in um, untapped, you know, it might be a little bit different, like you said, based on the batches and, and when they do it. Right. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what, what else could they possibly call a liquor store. I don't know. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll think of it as we go along. Is If I try real hard right now, I'm probably not going to think of it. But it's more boutique than it is like your standard just, you know, liquor store per se. Yeah. Is it is it like Horrocks? Would you compare it to Horrocks? As no, far as, because there's no. That's what I'm yet. saying. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Cheers. Wow, definite bourbon notes for sure. Chocolate. <laughs> Definitely, there's bourbon on the finish. Oh my god! Um, holy, holy, I get. Oh, I get more, way more bourbon barrel. 
than I do oatmeal stout. I get more anything than I get beer. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a heavy bourbon barrel flavor to it. That's for sure. But, hey. Holy cow. This is look. This is going to be a little rougher than that guy right there in the Kansas City Chiefs hat looks. Yeah, um, I wonder how if Opperman's pays Middle Coast to do this, or if Middle Coast did this because Opperman sells so many of their uh, craft beers. I would almost, if I were to bet, I would probably, I'd be guessing. I'd say Opperman's pays them, maybe. All right. That's my guess. Uh, we'll have to ask uh, yeah, next time. Not yeah. that they're going to tell us probably when we go in. But that's maybe even a collaboration because, you know, hey, you know, you keep selling our IPAs. Could be, yeah. And, you know, sure, we'll, sure, sure. we'll just throw your name on this. This is something we made, and uh, we'll, we'll put it together for you. So... Um, you know, really haven't watched anything this week other than the traditional bunch of Twilight Zones that Liz and I watch because they play it. At, it we used to watch it on Sci Fi Channel, but we don't, well, we get it, but not in the room we watch TV in. So right. we just put it on Hulu and we watched it on Hulu and just it's kind of a tradition thing. I mean, it's no big deal, but. And you are now entering the Twilight exact, Zone. Exactly. And, uh, it dawned on me, that's where a lot of my ideas, I think, come from, you know, for the random questions. They're buried in my subconscious of Twilight Zone episodes. Like the one that I was watching this morning, or no, it was actually yesterday morning. Um, it was, uh, he was a guy in his 30s, stopped to get gas and an oil change, and then uh, um, went to... Oh, that's that's where I grew up in that hometown. A mile and a half, that's walking. And as he walked a mile and a half, he actually walked back to his 11-year-old self. No, walked and, through time or yeah, something. Yeah, so, okay. And so I think I think subconsciously a lot of my random question ideas are from old Twilight Zone episodes. Um, well, that's not bad. No. And then a lot of, uh, obviously, college football. I don't know if we want if we want to discuss that now. Or nah. wait, wait till next. You know, nah. when we talk about sports. Nah, we'll just now let's talk about let's let's do the college football thing um, when we talk about sports. I mean, there's not we're not going to go in depth on all forty right. bowl games or anything like that, but we'll just we'll just touch on that. Uh, I tell you what, I caught up on Yellowstone. Um, if anybody likes a good violent western, again, uh, the eighteen eighty three. I saw that first episode. Uh, that's out for free on. I can't remember if it's if it's on Paramount. Uh, the Paramount Channel with your Spectrum subscription, or I can't remember where I saw it, but Shelly, my yeah. wife, she, excuse me, knew where it was, and so we saw that. It's, it's very good. Uh, follows kind of right along with the same same kind of stuff as uh, Yellowstone, uh, but a backstory. And then, uh, so like I just said, caught up on Yellowstone, but I'm telling you what, um, uh, my daughter and Shelly, uh, Dragged me to, to Birch Run Imagine Theater. Have okay. you been there lately? Not lately, no. I mean, it's been a I've while. I've only been there. I have actually been there once. I think I've only been there once or twice. But they literally have Lazy Boys. I didn't realize this. I mean, I guess I was told, but I just, yeah, whatever. Yeah. 
It's unbelievable. Like I, I did not want to recline yeah. because I probably would have fallen asleep or gotten really, really tired. But you can go into full recline in those stupid things, and I think some of them have heat. Like yeah, get... yeah, that I do remember that. What? Um, we didn't get those though. We didn't sit there because they have regular seats there too, don't they? Um, not in the one I was uh, in. Maybe maybe they've changed it since. And like say, it's been a couple years since Liz and, and I. They've got been. the they've got the big love sofas or whatever the hell those yeah. things are down in front too. Yeah. The big loungers, and I'm just like, what the. F-? And tickets were only six bucks for a twelve thirty show. I don't think people are going back to the movies yet. No, not in really. It was it was real sparse. I mean, what, there was hardly uh, anybody what did you in there. See? Okay, so that's what I'm getting to. The King's Man. Okay. Have you seen the King's Man? Yes. Okay. I enjoyed it. It's the best. It's it, the best one by far. I enjoyed the first one with uh, Samuel L. Jackson mm-hmm. as the as the criminal mastermind, et cetera, et cetera. The second one was kind of, eh, it was a little bit goofy, you know, Elton John yeah. and the whole robotic dogs and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if you saw that one or not, but. Um, I'd have to look. I didn't, I didn't you know. I, yeah, okay. Not a spoiler alert, but anyway. Uh, this one is, again, a backstory, how the how the King's Man, the King's yep. Man is how the Kingsman started. And uh, it, it's awesome. Now. Are there some little salty scenes like you described yeah. last week where you're like, all right, <laughs> you know, whatever. A couple, but I guess, you know, that's what makes it. But there are some scenes in that movie that got me. You know how you have a physical reaction to something? Oh, that, yeah. And you you know you're into the to the story when you have this re- yeah. physical reaction. Oh, yeah. And then you're looking around. I'm looking around the theater going, all right, <laughs> who just saw me do that? <laughs> who saw me throw my hands yeah. up in the air or, or you know? lurch forward or you know whatever um yeah so it was that good that i caught myself several times having these reactions to what was going on in the film it's but, uh, uh, was there nothing else playing or like is that something that no, no, there's, all there's, he wanted to see yeah it was or kind how of did a, you come to the conclusion that, hey let's go see this i think because my daughter's probably watched all the movies i have no idea yeah. But it was something she knew I would probably I was probably interested in. I I might have said something you know like a week ago when they were talking about going to movies. Okay. But uh, definitely a winner. Highly recommended it. And if you if you want to make the drive down to Birch Run, oh my God, those chairs are so freaking comfortable. And they've got a bar there if you yeah. want to have your. That um, I don't you as know, listeners because actually the. Uh... The uh, whatever it's called now, next to Meyer on Titabwasi, actually serves alcohol too. Oh, okay. But they're like it's nine dollars for a beer because obviously they're sure. not. They're, they probably don't want people to just get shit faced drunk. But right. when you spend you know twenty dollars in movie tickets, thirty dollars <laughs> right. on concession food, and then drop another sixty dollars on three beers. Yeah, they probably because yeah, as the know. listeners, no, I'm not going to go to have one. Because <laughs> if I'm going to drink, I'm going to just be like, all right, well, here you better give me four. Yeah, and then. We'll, uh, you know, we'll go do that, and then I'd be back up. Ah, you better give me four more and whatever, whatever. But uh, yeah, so yeah, if I'm not gonna, if I'm not in for the long haul, other than cinnamon suds. Now cinnamon suds was a different animal altogether. You remember that? I, I, I was never yeah. there. I think right when I got to Saginaw in '94, '95, it was still a thing. But it was real close to being on yeah, its way out. So I was born in 67. I had to have been old enough to drink. So 
67 to 21 would be 88. It was definitely not a thing yeah, by yeah, 2000. Yeah, so 88, let's say to 24 years old. 88 to 91, I know it was open because I probably saw Bull Durham there at least three times. Okay. And, you know, you get, you know, you sit there at a table, right. waitresses come, they're real quiet. Another picture. Get yeah. a picture of beer. I mean, they have, it wasn't a full bar, but you, pictures sure. of beer is all you needed. Yeah. And watching Bull Durham on the big screen drinking beer, eating popcorn. Right. Didn't get any better. You wonder why something like that doesn't get rejuvenated. Well, especially nowadays. I don't know if liquor licenses and... Because even, even before 2000, you know being a little over and I'm not condoning any kind of buzz driving or anything like that, but it was, you know, is there anybody else more in the car? Yeah. yeah. A little more commonplace. I mean, especially, especially when our parents, I think, you know, Oh were, yeah, for sure. So it's, it's gotten, so th- those kind of things are probably not. Well, that's to show you how the times have changed. I mean, even when we were, you know, for our younger audience listening, you know, again, Dave and I aren't condoning this. We're just reliving memories. But even when we were in high school, I mean, 11th graders, you know, we had a guy, I won't mention any names, you know, in case of statute of limitations or whatever. But he used to he used to have a 70 Chevelle. To, I, lie, lie, Mike, a 70 Nova. Okay. And in the back seat, you have the two speakers in the, the back dash. Right. The speaker on the driver's side was where the cooler was kept. So you'd reach in, grab a cold beer out of the cooler, and when you were done drinking it, speaker on the passenger side, open up, throw the empty beer cans <laughs> in. And on the one or two times that we were caught, we'd be pulled over, cops took our beer, yep. and basically said, if we see you again. I mean, yeah, there were drunk drivings. Sure. But as long as you weren't stumbling drunk it would be like all right we see you again you're going to jail and then in high school though you know you just lost your case of beer you had no money anyway so right. it's time to go home right but uh but yes that way you could never get away with that today no no uh, even if you are of age right you know they're gonna see oh, no. you're just a cooler of beer and then, oh, yeah. yeah so you're done so but um yeah so i uh i did lie though i did see one thing okay last monday on my day off no, it was Wednesday, actually, because I took Wednesday off because we had Christmas at my mom's on Tuesday. And um, loyal listener Nick Witzke, former co-worker, who is enjoying his new job right now, would love to give it a plug, but I don't know where he works. I just know he drives truck. But um, <laughs> he would like this uh, on Netflix. I think it's called Crime Scenes okay. or, or Crime Investigation or something. But anyway, it's the... Times Square Killer. It's just a three-part, 40 minutes an hour, you know, so basically an hour and a half. Yeah. I don't even know why they divided it into three parts. I mean, they could have just rolled within an hour and 25 sure. minutes. Oh, yeah. um, but, man, um, this was in the late 70s, early 80s, and, boy, you talk about a place that would be right up my rally. You know, not the killing part. I'm not into killing anybody, <laughs> but Times Square, apparently, this, you know, um, 77 to 81, I would have only been 10 to 14 years old. So obviously I don't remember that shit. Yeah. But 77 to 81, basically Times Square was nothing but strip clubs, peep shows. Oh, you know, really? damn near brothel, brothels. And, you know, like there's that actually we're interviewing the one guy 
who used to perform sex with his wife on stage in front of paying customers. Yeah, you know, number one, I don't know. Number one, I don't think I would be able to perform it in those type settings. Number two, it's like people actually paid to, you know, you know, and then it was just so. Actually, the how do you have that conversation with your wife? And and probably, hopefully, you would know your spouse at the time. And well, I think they were both porn stars. Oh, so then, yeah, oh yeah, so, yeah, so, then so they like were a used no-brainer. to doing it. Yeah, they were used to doing it behind yeah, camera. Yeah, okay, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they're doing it in front of people anyway. Right. Okay. And uh, but like I said, actually, how Times Square used to be and the seediness of it was actually more interesting than the actual case of the murder itself, in my opinion. But that would be something, again, that would be right up Nick uh, Witzke's alley. So if you haven't seen that, Nick, I, I recommend it. All right. So, but other than that, like I said, college football and that, and Liz and I yeah. watched our Dexter and our Yellow Jackets, which are both coming along really good. Dexter made a nice, nice comeback. Dexter, New Blood. So the writers to, and the yeah, yeah to, the, based on how the series ended, you know, five eight years ago, whatever it was, ten, yeah. who knows how long those time flies, but uh, but man, um, I'm really enjoying First Blood. There's two episodes left of that. I think uh, one after tonight, um, and then Yellow Jackets is a. It, it's weird. You really got to be on your toes watching it because it's it goes back to the '80s current day, back to the '80s current day. And it's intertwined nicely, but you got to be paying attention. All right. So. Yeah, and the only other thing I saw, uh, besides catching up with Yellowstone, uh, the Kingsman movie, was I finally I asked you a couple days ago because uh, we were talking about some football and some football commercials. I said, "Where's the Where's Mayhem been? Mayhem, the Allstate guy." Right. You know, and I saw that commercial just before I headed over to the South Studio. Yeah, so I'm like, I was happy to, with the the Allstate Sugar Bowl. They brought him back, and I don't know. Yeah. I just I, I out of all the the funny insurance company yeah. commercials with Progressive and Allstate and Liberty Mutual and whatever. Um, yeah, Boyle, he's just he's just not a top tier NFL quarterback. I think that's back to back passes that were intercepted. He's um, Pete. Uh, but uh, so I thought that was great. That kind of made my. That made my football watching this past week. And weekend. I actually really enjoy I I don't know his name, but I think he was on Rescue Me. Ah, oh, shit. Now I'm going to screw that up. But I think he was on Rescue Me. And he's actually a decent actor because I like yeah. the, the series that he was in. I think you're right. You know, so that was actually good. And then, now when you say you're catching up on Yellowstone, do you mean the current season of Yellowstone or are you talking about the prequel 18... 18- 93 or 1883, whatever it is. Because uh, Spectrum On Demand carry, you know, takes the episodes a week after or whatever. And, and so you're talking both. You're, you're caught up on season four of Yellowstone. Yep. Plus you've been watching 1893. Well, I only saw the first episode of 1883. Okay. There's only right. two episodes out, I think. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, but, okay. So yes, you're yes, caught yes. up. How many episodes are they in? Actually, because I think my mom said it's just about done. It is. Season, season finale's tonight. Okay. We're recording on uh, Sunday, uh, January the 2nd. So, yeah, the season finale is tonight. All right. So, and, yeah, Liz and I will get back into that sometime this week now that the holidays are over. We saw the holiday movies we wanted to see. Um, and 
Speaking of holiday movies, uh, which one of our list? Oh, uh, Jeff Laporte, loyal listener. He mentioned that we all all the Christmas movies we talked about last week. He, he said we didn't mention the best one, which in his opinion is Bad Santa. Now, and I told him I said I'm not sure if I've ever seen it start to finish, and I've only seen it once. I'm in I can't, the same boat. I, I can't rate it because that's Billy Bob Thornton. Right? Yeah, yeah, correct. So I, what I did see, I remember that would be another one that is kind of iffy. Referred to it's well, got to be it's, it is a Christmas movie I guess because yeah. guy plays Santa Claus but, <laughs> but come on well there's bad I think I've seen Bad Moms before Christmas there's a movie Bad Moms or Bad yeah, yeah I don't think that has to do the Christmas though well there is a Christmas Bad Moms Christmas or something I thought it, well, I just was, thought it was called Bad Moms there may be I've not seen there's nah, not we got to fact check that one when we get a chance here in a minute. All right, but well, before we fact check that, are you ready to rate I am. Opperman's Cork and Ale? I am. All right. I'm Judging going. by the what's left in the glass, I'm thinking I must have liked it a lot better than you did. Well, I was too busy talking, I think, at that point. I'll finish it up here in just a sec, but I'm, I'm good enough to. I've got enough going to rate it. Um, a lot of bourbon on there. I mean, good flavors, but it does kind of hit you between the eyes with the yeah. bourbon aftertaste. Absolutely. Um. Out of all the oatmeal stouts we've had, it's good, but again, um, my classic answer to not giving it above a 3.5 is nothing to, you know, nothing to blow my socks off. So I'm going to go a 3.30. Good. I pro- would probably have another one, um, but I'm not going to write home about it. All right. Um See, so now, based on your commentary and your rating, I'm confused as to where I should rate this because maybe it's my annual um, Crown Royal Christmas Eve drinkathon with my nephew Alex, first guest of the pod, uh, that... I'm falling in love and I can tolerate the bourbon. <laughs> I might have to ask for another appearance on Destination Bourbon. <laughs> might have just, to. Maybe I'm more of an educated bourbon. Mike, are you listening? <laughs> um, but I found this very, very tasty. Yeah. Had, yes, I agree with you. On, the one thing I do agree with you on is that the bourbon notes are the big notes of the beer. But there's a hint of the chocolate that kind of smooths over the bourbon. And what I would like to say, getting back to my first statement, what I was confused on is you said nothing to write home about and give it a 3-3. Three, 3-3 three. Three, is actually a very good rating on our pod. Because if we go 1-5, to five, there's never been a 5. There's only been like probably half dozen between us, 4.15 to 4.5. I think there's been one 4.50 by me. So actually 3.30 is a very good rating. So if you say there's nothing to write home about, I liked it a lot. I'm gonna, it, we we went a straight line, but I went kind of like around the globe to get to this point. <laughs> I'm giving it a 3.72 as I, I would drink more than one. Probably couldn't go more than three because I'd probably be I'd be back I'd be on my face. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Your so. eyes would be rolled up in the back. Exactly. Of your head. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's check and see what our fine friends at Untapped are saying about this. Now, as I look this up, oh, nope, we're going to go. I got to it a little quicker than I thought I would. And, That's what she said. <laughs> but I'm pumped. 
Uh, guess what? Guess how many check-ins? This might be a pod low. I might actually have to go through the archives to figure this out. All right, Opperman's Cork and Ale. It's lo it's local for a local. I uh, 98. 98? Um, 14. No way. <laughs> 14 check-ins. We got a rating on tap. Yeah. We got to get a, a rating. Yep. Yeah. All right. So 14 check-ins, and they've got it. That is definitely. I don't even, you don't even have I'll save you the trouble. There's no <laughs> way we've had less. Because typically, no. like, 166 right. is, is a low rating. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so four, yeah, don't save yourself the trouble. 14 okay. is, a low, is a pod low. <laughs> so this is a 3.58. Oh. Damn, they're right smack dab in the middle of you and I. Yep. Well, Mike, that being said, uh, I don't think we're going to be too far off, either of us, looking at this next tasting. Um, even if there were no words on the bottle, you'd probably assume it was going to be pretty fruity. Yes. The flamingos absolutely. give it away? Yes. Yeah. So this one is Flamingo Fruit Flight. This one's from Bell's Brewery in Comstock, Michigan. This is a refreshing raspberry ale. So I think there's nothing too fancy about it. A flamingo walked in through walked in through the outdoor with an ale brewed with raspberry puree, the kind you drink with uh, the kind you drink. Oh, that makes you want more. Brewed with fresh raspberries, this ale is bright, tart, and refreshing. So so almost the polar opposite of what we had in the first days. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to make my stomach do somersaults or whatever. But, yeah, this is going in the opposite, complete opposite direction. So, um, kids, don't don't try this at home. We are professionals. Yes, we are. All right. A Bell's. Oh, my God. This is pouring like it's a... Um, a wine cooler. A wine cooler. Except I somehow managed to pour it horribly with a five-inch head. Even Duke's frustrated with that, Paul. Pour. Um, <clears throat> I got three and a half, so it might not be you. Holy smokes. Yeah, it's definitely got right. the fruit notes to it. What were the particulars of this one? Oh, yeah. I probably didn't say the particulars of this one. 5% uh, ABV and zero IBUs, which they're saying is... There. Yeah. N.A. Yeah. Right. Cheers. Cheers. A little more beer taste to it than I thought there was going to be based on the notes. And actually, a fruit taste, obviously, given that it's a raspberry puree, puree, but not over the top. It's actually a good mix. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. Plus, saying. like I said, it would be interesting if we started with this, what we'd think of it. But like I said, because it is such a polar opposite of the first beer, this beer is almost like okay, this is like, you know, closer to <laughs> a, a belt of water, you know, midway through a ninety degree basketball game. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with this one so far. Yes. We'll see if it stands the test of time here. Um. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Bottle tops, bottle caps. Yeah. So you didn't. You you probably aren't going to watch the Hawkeye, are you? On Disney Plus. Yeah, since I've never heard of it, probably not. No, <laughs> no probably not. 
This is uh, this is one of those salty scenes. I don't know why, but I'm I'm on the since you since you introduced me to the salty scenes, you've ruined my TV show and movie watching. And I was introduced by uh, our friends at Don't Forget the Popcorn. Thanks, guys. Anyway, so in Hawkeye, apparently, you know, if he runs out of if he runs out of arrows, you know, he can take anything metal and do the the flick with yep. it. So I just I can my actually top. I can actually do the flick with it. I mean, I don't know if I could do the damage that probably Hawkeye does with it, but I can actually shoot the old bottle cap quite a way. I'm not going to do it down here because I don't want to nick the TV or anything. Oh, I don't care. If that would give me a reason to get rid of that piece of shit. Well, we'll try it later. But no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna right. try to hit uh, Billy Bass, Big Mouth Billy Bass over there. All right. By the way, I do have one of those, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, he, yes on the wall. he does. I can. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> All right, ready? Okay, yeah. missed. Miss him. You didn't even flick it, did you? All right. Oh, too low. Actually, decent. It was a decent flick, but you had the trajectory down, pointed down too low. Got it. You gotta get your hand and like your wrist back there. Look at uh, Matt Millen's doing a little uh, tribute to the late John Madden. Which, hey, since we're about to talk sports, let's uh, get into that. They say they die in threes. This particular case died in fours. Now. Two of the four, some would argue, well, those aren't really famous people. And to those people, I'd say, ah, fuck you, they're not famous. They're famous to people in the know of that subject. Right. But on uh, Tuesday, John Madden passes away. If my days are off, forgive me, folks. You know, Don't hold me 100% accountable for that. Um, and then... Rest in peace. Sam Jones... A mm -hmm. uh, legendary Celtic who won 10 championships in 12 years or something like that Rest passed away. Peace. Rest in peace. Followed by uh, Betty White, who was like, what? Four, 99. 14 or 15 days shy of her 100th birthday. Yeah. Who many people had thought she died before. <laughs> you know, I think that was not, not a joke, but it's like, one, she's always one of those, is she alive or dead questions. Right. And, you know, some people say, oh, she's dead. No, nope, she's still alive. Well, now she falls in the category of she's dead. Um, and and then uh, the today is the second. The 31st or the first, Dan Reeves died. Legendary. I mean, I think he was he, cowboy organization, Broncos, Giants. Yeah. So a legendary figure in the NFL. If you paid attention at all in the NFL yeah. over the last. Yeah. So So four people. But, you know. Um, I like the tributes I'm hearing on John Madden. Mm -hmm. My take is that on Christmas Day, Fox did a Madden Life. It was a special on John Madden. And I honestly believe, in my heart of hearts, because it, they didn't give an initial cause, and they said it was unexpected. He was 85 years old. But he, it was it was kind of not, it was, it's not like he was in a coma. Oh yeah, you know, right. For, for eight weeks, right. Or, he hadn't been back and forth to yeah. the doctor or anything like that. In my honest, humble opinion, he probably saw that special on Christmas Day and he said, "You know what? I've lived a good life. I've, I've had my run, and I can go." There you go. Because how else do you explain it? Because sometimes his that special, happens. His special aired. And, and he, he even said it himself, football was his life. Right. You know, I'm not sure of his merit, marital status or how many kids he had, but football was his life. Right. And he was one of those, he's kind of like the Notre Dame or the Dallas Cowboys of announcers. Yep. You either, 
because some people like to boom, yeah. bang, you know, or the turkey leg, the, the, the stupid gimmicky right. turkey leg on Thanksgiving Day. Some people didn't like that. I personally absolutely thought he was fucking fantastic. I right. absolutely loved John Madden. Right. And he, they did that little tribute on Christmas Day, and Sunday, Monday, three days later, passes away. Yep. I honestly believe he's like, you know what? What else is there? I, I've done it. Yep. 85 years. I've lived my life. Yeah. Made my mark. Yeah. And like I was uh, talking to Nick, my son Nick, that loyal listener, Nick Witzke. Yeah. Um, players actually, they get, um, when the NFL does their Pro Bowl shit. Yeah. Players get more upset and take more, take, get more upset and or take more pride in making or being left off the all Madden oh, yeah, team right. than they do the Pro Bowl team. It's like, you know, hey, you know, and then, you know, there's, they, they look at their rating. Yeah. It's, you know, like guys are like, how am I only a 96 and so-and-so's a 99? That's bullshit, you know. So they look at that shit because that's the generation we live in, the video game generation. And, right, um, right. And nobody, not, nobody was like, oh, tragic. Like, you know, the guy's 85, lived a full life, uh, the highest winning percentage of any NFL coach with X amount of games. Right, right. But yet, you saw a couple tweets, not, not that you should put your life stock in Twitter, but, oh, tragic loss. How is fucking Betty White dying a tragic loss? Right. <laughs> she was 100 I knew years when old. That, I, I knew when that happened. Years old. I knew when that happened and I heard that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is going to be good pod material. Well, exactly. Again, it's like, you know, I'm not, I love, I love the Golden Girls. I love Betty White and the Golden Girls. She played that stupid role to a T, and it was funny. It was comical. And that I don't really remember her from any other work she did, but um, the Golden Girls. She was, you know, Rue McClanahan, the one you wanted to fuck. Yeah. B. MacArthur. Right. You know, the badass of the bunch. And uh, then Bet, uh, Betty White, the, the dope. <laughs> um, and she played it to a T. And you know, I'm, nobody's high five, and she died. But to say it's a tra- she, it's not a tragedy. I've said it 97 times on this pod, and that we're only on episode 107. 99 years old is not a tragedy when you die. No, you, you celebrate that right after. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you just say it's hey, a celebration yeah. of of a life now, lived. In, in, in fact, somebody yeah. else could get mad at her, and say, "How can't that bitch? How did that bitch make it to 100? Come on." <laughs> so yeah. No, I was actually, when you were, I was listening to every word, I was trying to look up, uh, because what you were just talking about, there's an example, and they just had it, um, like, she always falls into these great sports stories ever told, um, she was a marathon runner, I was trying to look at her, and I don't think it's Harriet Thompson, um, Harriet Thompson was the oldest woman to ever run a marathon, she died, she died at 94, but uh, hopefully not during the marathon. No, I don't think oh. so. But the woman I'm talking about, I, I want to say she was 85 or 88. And as the story goes, um, she got done. She had come back from an injury. She was in her 80s. She runs a marathon. Uh, she barely got through it trying to get over this injury she had. Now imagine you're 80 some years old, and you know you're you're grunting or. Oh grinding through 26 miles of you know this marathon and you you she talked to the doctors afterwards the doctor's saying you know what i don't know i think i don't i wouldn't recommend running ever again 
you know, went back to her hotel room, laid down in her bed, died. So kind of yeah. like along the same yeah, lines. Yeah, she of, ran, her, ran her last race and said, you know what? Had a good life. Yep, I've, 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 I've done my time, so to speak, and shutting it down. Yep. All right, anyway, enough, yeah. uh, enough of the eulogies. Um, <laughs> right. College football. Man, it was an exciting week, that's for Very sure. Very exciting. Um, before we get into the big two, yep. a couple of the games that, as we talked about last week, and as the viewers, if we were on any media outlet, would see me doing the air quotes, games that don't matter, but matter. Sure. The ones that jumped out at me is um, Clemson, beat, Ohio, beat Iowa State. Yep. Kind of a sloppy game. I was... Uh, the quarterback, I can't even pronounce his name for Clemson, when Trevor Lawrence was hurt last year, he came on and threw five touchdown passes. All right. And this year he hasn't been quite the same, so I don't know if he's going to be the real deal. But yet, oddly enough, as much as we talked over the past 13 weeks, like, hey, geez, what happened to Clemson? What happened to Clemson? Geez, what happened to Clemson? They beat Iowa State twenty to thirteen. End up ten and three. Yeah, I mean, most, you know, most coaches like, hey, fucking ten and three. Oh man, yeah. here we come. Clemson, you're ten and three. Like Jesus Christ, what happened? But uh, but yeah. So that was the one game, and then uh, your alma mater. Yeah, you want to talk about the ultimate of uh, backdoor covers? Michigan State was up 24-21, giving three and a half. Right. And the third-string quarterback for Pittsburgh drops back, throws a pass, intercepted by the Spartans. Given the field position and the time remaining in the game, nine times out of ten, you just go down. Yeah, This right. guy took it to the house, right. got the backdoor cover, and that was when actually uh, he's kind of tapered off the last day or two and such is the life of a gambler. But uh, at Grandpa Blackhawk should have been our resident gambler because oh. he was on a fucking heater. <laughs> How many did he for pick? the last week? I, I bet you he was eight and two heading into yesterday. He dumped, dumped a couple yesterday and then had the Lions today plus eight and a half. Right. So he finished the week. But that's the life of a gambler. But he was yeah. on a hell of a heater. Now I don't know if he, somebody was feeding him the information or. Um, he was just, he was just wildly guessing or doing, <laughs> doing research, research or whatever. But yeah, because he and he had a state minus three and a half in that game, and we were texting back and forth. He's like, I can't, you know, oh, fuck this game. I said, Well, you know, your best bet is if Pittsburgh scores, kicks a field goal to tie it up at uh, 24, and then it goes into overtime. Michigan State scores a touchdown, stop Pittsburgh, then boom, Michigan, you, you yeah. cover, and then boom, the guy picks six <laughs> for the cover. Um, and then that later that night, the Purdue-Tennessee game. Yeah. That was one of the most exciting games I saw in the college bowl season as Purdue wins in overtime 48-45. And even the, the announcer, because in the fourth quarter, four touchdowns were scored in like a three-minute, 45-second span. Oh, yeah, span. that was crazy. And after the fourth touchdown, I think it was, it, God, was it Robert Griffin, RG3 in that game? Whoever the color comment, yeah, no, it's RG three. No, I don't. Think, whoever, I don't, whoever, think, it, I don't no, think it wasn't. It that wasn't. One. It wasn't because uh, whoever the color commentator in was that, and because 
Liz and Nick called me out on it, and this is the, the only racial thing this pod has ever said, but when you hear me out, it won't be racial at all. I told Nick, I said, this is like a video game, this game. I mean, it's just literally touchdown after touchdown. And then like a minute after I said that, the color commentator said, he said, this is stupid. This is like a Madden game or something. Oh. <laughs> You're scoring so much. And I said, they, the color commentator said it. And Liz and Justin, Liz and Nick thought I was referring to the, the commentator the, the, as, as an, oh my God. And I said, I said the color commentator, he's a white guy. <laughs> Race had nothing to do with it. I said the color commentator, the, not the play-by-play guy. Oh, we were wondering why. I'm like, shut up, you two. I mean, so, but yeah, so I know it yeah. wasn't RG3 because yeah. otherwise. Because the guy he, was yeah, white. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, even he said, he said, this is stupid. It's like a Madden game. I think three touchdowns were scored in 50 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Inside the, and then the fourth one took a, like a one or two yeah. minutes off the clock right. to drive. Yeah. So right. that was an exciting game. So I picked the Michigan State game. I picked South Carolina, Purdue, and Wisconsin. So I got those. I was on a little bit of a roll there. I don't know how I did pick-wise because in our contest, we had absolutely the exact total of zero people pick 10 games. So there are no winners. Now, we're winners, though, Mike. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, Alabama pretty much – I actually – you know, they, they took care of business. They beat them by 21. But you would have thought the score was going to be something like 42 to, you know. Right. 20, and now – 21. Not, before, not anybody, before anybody shits all over Cincinnati and says, ah, see, they, they didn't deserve to be there. They didn't deserve to be there. Cincinnati, ah, blah, they're not a pub. They suck, blah, blah. I think we have to tip the cap to Alabama more than badmouth Cincinnati. I mean, not a lot of teams, not many teams have held Alabama to 27 points this year. Correct. And they were fucking 13 and one. Yeah, maybe their schedule's not as tough as others, but they're in. They're in the, the conference they're in. It's, it's not like they can just buffalo their way into another conference. Hey, hey, Big Ten, we're here. We, we want to play your guys. And then they'll be like, wait a second, these schedules are done five years out. What are you talking about? So, yeah. although on the surface it looks like they didn't put up much of a fight, I think they were a deserving team. Um, if only Oklahoma State wouldn't have fucked that uh, Big 12 championship away, perhaps we would have had a different, you know, whole different setup. But if ifs and nuts, you know the old saying. Right. And then the other one, I fell victim of it. I I I bought into the Michigan Kool Aid. I I took them plus the points, and I took them straight up. And I think what we can learn here is that, and, yeah. and yeah, they they may not they may have had a few losses in lesser bowl games where the teams aren't really as geared to play them. Right. But in the big boy bowls. Yeah. The speed and athleticism and power of SEC is because Michigan whipped Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, and Ohio State's a very good football team. Correct. Got way behind yesterday, came back, won the Rose Bowl. Ohio State has fucking studs all over the field, and Michigan whipped them. <laughs> right. And Georgia 
annihilated Michigan. Yeah, Michigan was never had – they scored, but never really had any chance at any part of the game. In Hutchison – Or they weren't they, in control. No, no. In Hutchison, the Heisman runner-up was 100% neutralized in that game by the way Kirby Smart ran his right. offense. Right, right. Well, he ran it right up the gut. Or away from Hutchison. Yeah, or away And then from the him. other – number 55 is the one who actually, I think, pulled the biggest Houdini act of all time. Yeah, where was he? 55 owned Ohio State. I think he had a 777 tackles, yeah. 37 sacks, and six defensive touchdowns. Obviously, <laughs> there's sarcasm there. And 55 did nothing yeah. against Georgia. I think he had a he might have he might have had one he might have had a sack and a couple tackles, but that's about it. And is it 98 or 99? I mean, that guy is, is three times as big as you and I put together. For Georgia, oh Jones, yeah, oh yeah, oh, that dude's a freaking. He's yeah. not a house. He's a he's a coliseum. He's massive. So massive. We have Alabama Georgia the rematch. I haven't seen an opening number. I don't think Georgia can play as bad as they did the last time they played against Alabama. But I'm just gonna a say, week out. How do you go against Alabama? Oh, I. I if what I saw in both games, if Georgia plays the way they did at the level that they played and executed the way that they they did against Alabama, the way I saw them play Cincinnati, I'm taking Georgia. All right, I'm taking Alabama. I just don't see how. Yeah, I, I don't see how you go against that machine. Yeah, you know. So. Well, well, true, and, and yeah. a lot of the a lot of the pundits on TV are like you just you know, a lot of them were were. You know, maybe going for Cincinnati or thinking at least Cincinnati would cover, and you know they I, said shame I, on me for shame on me for betting against Alabama. You just I didn't don't bet do against it. Alabama, but I actually wanted Cincinnati to make a better statement, right? Because, like I said, I think people are like, ah, see, they didn't deserve to be there. Not, I actually think Cincinnati deserved to be there. I think that was a better Cincinnati had a better look against Alabama than Michigan had a look against Georgia. Oh. Or and George or than Georgia did against Alabama in the SEC title game. True. So true. I'd like to see Cincy and Michigan. Yeah. See, you know, it, it, as far as like, uh, you know, that conference versus uh, a Big Ten, you know, see where they stand. But um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting. I I'll have to look up the line when we're on break. Yeah. The opening line, if I can find it. Um, I don't have my phone with me, so that's why the listeners haven't heard it beeping nonstop because <laughs> I don't have it with me. Trying to blame me last time. All right, NFL. I'm going to start it off with one thing, if nothing else, and then we'll get into the games themselves because this is Spearpex speculation. Tell us, Michael, tell us. The Bears have no draft capital in 2022. But if in some way, shape, or form they can get an Ohio State receiver that Justin Fields had a rapport with, they got to do anything and everything they can to get him and put him on the other side of Darnell Mooney. And the fucking litmus test for that is the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, and Jamar Chase. Yeah. I mean, you talk about... A fucking connection. And it goes back to their LSU days. Right. Last year, Burrow didn't have Chase because Chase was still at LSU. Uh Bengals draft Chase. Yep. And these two are on another level. Right. 
you know, Burrow Burrow's passed for nearly a thousand yards in the last two games. Last week, Chase didn't do anything, but today he made up for it with like ten catches, two hundred plus yards, and three touchdowns in beating the Kansas City Chiefs thirty-four thirty-one in what I thought was arguably the worst fucking coached last one minute of a game yeah. by a nine and six, now ten and six football coach that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I don't. Did you see it or no? No. It's 31-31. They've got first and goal, and they're fucking killing the clock <laughs> because they don't want Mahomes to get the ball back. Oh, I heard about and, this and, and and just before and, the Lions if, game. Yeah. If, if not for a defensive penalty, they would have been stopped on fourth and goal, and it would have still been tied. I get the, hey, geez, you can't score too quick because Mahomes has a chance, blah. You have to fucking score to take the lead. <laughs> right. Right? I mean, yeah. try to, first and goal from the one, get your touchdown, go up 38-31, and take your fucking chances. I mean, right. you know, it takes a touchdown and an extra point to tie, send the game to overtime, or have him, Andy Reid's just a, a riverboat gambler enough right. at, you know, 11-4. and four. He may have went for two and beat you 39-38. Maybe that's what the head coach of Cincinnati was thinking. But come on, man. You you almost (laughs) fucking pissed down your leg and didn't get any points out of it. But yet, the defensive penalty. And once they got the defensive penalty on fourth down to give you first and goal, then, yeah, then it's a no-brainer to kill the clock and then kick the field goal as time expires and the Bengals – Right. And like I say, in one of the worst worst managed final minute of a 31-31 game in first and goal situation <laughs> in the history of the NFL, the Bengals end up winning 34-31. You know, that connection thing you were talking about, and, I, and I don't, I'm only going to go back to college just for two seconds, but, you know, with Michigan State, Peyton Thorne, the quarterback, and his high school teammate, yep. that's Reed, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is a perfect example of what you're talking about because I know watching that all season long – there were times when Thorne would throw that ball up and, you know, as he's releasing it or it's even halfway to wherever it's going, and I'm like, what the f-? And, and all the, of a sudden, Reed's, Reed's, yep. Reed makes a cut without even looking yep. back. And they had that connection where if that connection wouldn't have been there, Michigan State, uh, they would not have gotten a, they would not have gotten a, a New Year's Six Bowl. Oh, absolutely. I agree. And, that yeah, that's... I don't the chemistry you can't yeah, replace yeah. it. No, you can't. Um, so yeah, everybody is super high on Burrow today. And then uh, Cowboys are rolling, and in typical Cowboy fashion, laying egg just when they're rolling. Um, they're still in the hunt. Uh, Two fifty burgers thrown up today. Seahawks dropped fifty on the Lions, and the Patriots yeah. dropped fifty on the Jaguars. <laughs> um. And then, you yeah. know, I don't know. Is it New Year, New Me? Might be. Because I'll tell you what. <laughs> the, you know, what, I what see this the, look on your what face. Is my, like... what, is my, what is my take on Matt Nagy been for the last, oh, I'll wow, say, 16 really? episodes? Oh, I mean, he's he should have been fired halfway through the season. And That's the, been your take. Exactly. And the funny thing is. A, a win at Seattle and a win against the hapless Giants. Okay, he's he's still got to go. Yeah, but I tell you right now, I fucking tip my cap to him. 
Because his fucking guys have not quit on him. They're fucking playing it. I mean, the Bears offense today, compared to the Giants, they were the greatest show on turf, the 80 Rams with Warner, (laughs) Bruce, Holt, and Falk. Yeah. I mean, the Giants were absolutely pathetic. And uh, Robert Quinn sets a Bears record with 18 sacks. (laughs) <laughs> and those fucking guys, not in one game, yeah, into the season. Yeah, that's still a um, lot. And yeah. And I was listening, you know. But his players have not fucking quit on him. Yeah. Right. Because they're a bad football team, and somehow they're 6-10. and 10, And like I talked three weeks ago, you know, hey, they don't they lose the Steeler game at the final minute. They, they lose this game, you know. So now we're talking, geez, now they're 8-8 eight eight if you get a, a bounce here, a bounce there. But, you know, again, if ifs and buts for candies and nuts, my – Everybody have a Merry Christmas, or if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle mentality. But it's just like, you know what? Right. He's got to go. I, but <laughs> I tell you what, his players have not quit no, on him. So he's he got should a lot be, of energy. Yeah. He seems like a player's coach. Yep. And so of, that's what I say. I mean, it's kind of a little cliche, but it, yes. it, But yeah, it's the truth, though. And um, I think we finished the NFL. Titans though, you got anything? I mean, I, the Dolphins are eight and eight. They're not not a super team to to beat, but I mean, the Titans are almost the Cowboys though. Yeah, you just you're you're high on them. Hey, they're, they're going to be the fucking Super Bowl champion, and then they fucking lose like the Jets or somebody. <laughs> or yeah. and so, but yeah, they're eleven and five. I think they won their division with the Colts losing to the Raiders. Um, so. I, I with unless Henry can come back, I don't see them as a threat. Well, it, it, they say he's getting healthy and waiting in the wings, so I don't know what that means. That means he's just trying to keep, <laughs> keep people optimistic. Gotcha. Okay. I say you know we close with this. All right. Uh, the, the Buccaneers come back. Yeah. And beat the Jets. Surprising that was even that much of a game. But the main story. Bruce Arians sends Antonio Brown back into the oh, game. Oh, yeah. Antonio Brown refuses to go back in the game. And, you know, Bruce Arians, he, he's a player's coach, but he's also a coach that's like, hey, if you're not going to fucking, if you're not playing, I'll fucking find you. He's almost like a, he's kind of like a poor man's Bill Belichick. Hey, if you're not going to fucking play by my rules, yeah, go. I don't need you. I'll find somebody to fucking play. Next I mean, man there up. are a lot of guys that can play in the NFL. Next man up. I mean, uh, who caught the winning touchdown? Sorrell Gibson? Yeah, the guy that Sorrell, came in for Sorrell him. Grayson or whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck that is. Right. But, and then Antonio Brown, being Antonio Brown, starts taking off his equipment. Uh, Mike Evans and another player tried to calm him down. Didn't work. He goes through the in- end zone with his uh, sleeveless tee on, pulls it off. By the way, I, I'll fucking tap tip my cap to him. A- abs on abs. <laughs> I mean, abs on abs. I, I'll tip my cap on that he is guy. Ripped. Throws yeah. his, his shirt into the stands. Throws his uh, his gloves <laughs> into the stands, and he's just like kind of like running off. Number one just runs up the tunnel, and Bruce Arians after it said, "You know, Antonio Brown's no longer a buck." Yeah, they said, "Well, what about Antonio Brown?" And he said, "Antonio Brown is no longer a buck." Let's talk about the guys that were on the field playing today. Exactly. So, which leads me to my next take, and we we saw as we were uh, just before we started recording, or when we were in the first between first and second segment, a lot of these fucking professionals stole my take, 
And as at the Fishman Eight would say, "Oh yeah, great take," you know, because at the Fishman Eight's real cynical guy. We got to get him on the pod, but okay. he's real cynical. Yeah. But my take is, there's there's something wrong with Antonio Brown. Oh, for sure. I mean, because you just don't. I mean, he would like. I think it was eleven catches and fifty five yards away from millions of dollars. Yeah. In. A signing bonus. Yeah, bonuses. Yeah, bonus money, not yeah, signing bonus, bonus, mo- bonus yeah. money. Incentives. Incentives. Um, Thank you. Yep. And for him to fucking flip out because he apparently he was benched early for whatever reason. I don't know if he had a, a false start, a drop pass, late for practice, whatever it was. He was yeah. benched at some point in the first half. Arian sent him back in the game. He's like, no, I'm not going back in. And Arian said, okay, well, fuck you. Get out. And he got out. <laughs> Right. But it's like any other human being, would, if for no other reason, you'd be selfish and say, Jesus Christ, I need 55 yards for this and 11 catches for this I got today. Tomorrow. All right, all right. Where do you need me, coach? <laughs> and run into the field right. and at least try to get your your money, get your money, and then tell him to fuck off or something. We'll right. Do whatever. Yeah. But this guy is so out there, yeah. there's there's something wrong with him. And, what, and like I told you at the, in the break, I personally think because he's so young, so active, so healthy, and so you know active right. and everything, right? Nobody's really paying attention to it. I think they'll eventually blame it on the old CTE because he's actually been knocked out on a number of occasions. You know, yeah. Bontez Perfect has knocked him out at least twice. Wow! Wow! And then because he's, he's a smallish guy. I mean, even though he's ripped, he's a smallish guy. Right. But yeah, at 33 years old, that's a lot of football under your belt. And so so something's not clicking on all cylinders with him. Right. I agree. If the team was 0-14, I would might even say, you know what, he just got fed up with the loot. The fucking team could still win a Super Bowl. <laughs> right. And he's gonna walk, he's just gonna give it up like that. There's something wrong with the guy. Yeah, I mean, whatever it is. It's he can't focus on anything else but the right now. But right now, there's no tomorrow, there's no past. You know, he's being disrespected right now, and nothing else matters. There's, there, there's no money in the future, there's no future, there's no tomorrow, there's no in 10 minutes. It's like, I'm being disrespected right now, and that is the only thing that matters right now. So, you know, he just did a big old fuck you to everybody. Yep. And so, I mean, I, from I think that's I think that's what's going on for whatever reason. You can come up with any explanation of why that's happening, but you know, in in my business, I've run into a few people like that. It's very rare, but when the switch flips, and I don't, that's what I call it. Probably some other people right. call it too. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody's kind of like maybe lost it. You know, oh, I just I lost it for a minute. I yeah. couldn't. Well, when when somebody like him loses it. It's, there's nothing else except for this issue right now. And, and there's no, there's no going forward. Right. There's no going backwards. And it's, yeah. you know, and, and, and anyway, if somebody doesn't address what I'm concerned about right this very minute and, 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 and do something about it, then boom, you know, explosion. Right. And then, and then naturally in his form of expression made it all about him. Yeah, because it been one thing just to walk in the locker room. 
<laughs> he fucking oh, stripped man. it. He stripped it down, threw shit into the crowd, waved, gave I the was number one, gonna... and just, you know, and ran off into the sunset. He's taking off the shoulder pads and the gloves. I was he hoping the, fo- <laughs> the football pants were going next. I'm like, yeah, keep it on, buddy. Um, so, yeah. Uh, hey, before we, before we rate Flamingo Flight, Flamingo Fruit Flight, say that in a tongue twister fast after two beers. Going back to college real quick. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, Notre Dame's coach that left Notre Kelly. Dame? Kelly. Brian Kelly, Brian right? Kelly. Yeah. Took all sorts of fucking heat. You know he got like a gazillion dollars. Oh, how did you do that to this player? How do you do that? What, are, what about all these fucking players opting out? Oh, my God. And I'll tell that you right just now. just disrupted the whole. But, and yeah. you got, uh, what's his name? Fickle? Pinkle. Um, Pickett. Pickett for, for Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Pickett would have been playing. Michigan then, State would have lost. Period. I'm well, but then the right second now. string quarterback played. And got hurt on a yeah. near or a touchdown run. And the announcer, and this is why I want to bring it up, the announcer's like, see, that's why right there, if that had been Pickle or Pickett, um, that could have been, cost him millions. It's like, you know what, number one, if it would have been Pickett, every, he, he would have landed differently, he would have went differently. So you can't just say the same result would have happened for sure. And number two, that's fine. I have two takes on that. That's fine. Okay, when the coach leaves... I don't want anybody fucking belly aching because these players do it for themselves all the time. Fucking somehow Ohio State won yesterday, and I think Ohio State had 37 <laughs> players say, hey, we're opting out for the draft. Right. You know, and that's great to them. So, I, you know, right. no, there's two things that could be done. Number one, maybe the NFL and the NCAA could say, you know, get together with, like, the Lloyds of London. It's, sure, a, sure, sure, And sure. say, look, okay. I know hey, what you're talking about. Dave you know, Dawson. Yeah. You need to play in um, Wake Forest bowl game. Yeah. If you get hurt in this game, you are insured for two point two million dollars because you're slotted as a twelve to twenty draft pick in the first round. Sure. And then you go okay, because what are the odds you're going to get hurt? Really. Right. Yeah. I mean, and then the second, my second point, as a team, I vote Kenny Pickett does not. I don't want him in that. VIP press box at this bowl game. Right. If he buys a ticket and sits in mezzanine 343, row G, seat six, we can't control that because, hey, it's a free country. Right. I, we don't want him in the pit. He's my best friend. Fuck him. He quit. He, 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 doesn't, want, he doesn't want to be here with us. We don't want him in the team box. Yeah. And if you, put, if you let him sit there, then we're all out. We'll fucking all quit. We're all going to pull an Antonio Brown, <laughs> throw our jerseys into the crowd, run off. Yeah. Because that, you know, it, it, hey, it, it's you can't have it both ways. If you're going to dog Kelly for taking ten million, sixty million, whatever he took, right, and left his Notre Dame team high and dry, right, you got to give it to these players. Yeah. No, no, and I, and I agree with that point on you. With that point that you make about that, um, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't begrudge him for doing that. But you know, these players are going to play hard because either a they're going to enter the portal. B, they want the starting position for next year. C, they might have a little bit of pride left and just want to win a bowl game, you know, right. going forward for next year. You know, I think they understand, especially the sophomores, the juniors, or the seniors that are still playing. Well, the seniors, they don't give a shit. But, um, you know, any new recruits that they might get by winning a bowl or beating a – like if Pitt beats Michigan State, you know what I mean? Right. Um, well, but now that you're – Talking about when you know pride and winning the bowl and everything, I'm going to take it one step further. 
Why doesn't Chick-fil-A sue the University of Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah, because they probably lost some money or, yeah. Lost viewership because they're like, ah, Kenny Pickett's not playing. Fuck, that game's going to be terrible. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That actually might be a valid. You know, if you have a, a <laughs> that's fucking a good point. You, you know have what a gunsling I mean? your attorney. That actually may be a val- uh, valid. What about viable. Dave Portnoy? Yeah, they fucking canceled his ball altogether. And I he think should sue both. I yeah. think he should sue everybody because I think that was a because um, one of the teams that was supposed to play in the barstool sports was it who was it Washington State or CMU that was supposed to be in the barstool game? I want to say it's CMU I've because got, I've actually got that right here because he um, everybody kind of raised their eyebrows when he got sponsorship. Yeah, CMU and Boise. Everybody, everybody kind of raised an eyebrow when he got that game. Why? Because that, he's kind of a renegade. Yeah. You know, his, oh. net, his network is borderline oh. sexist, you know, right. raunchy. Yep. And he, he, you know, he, he gets on Twitter himself. He fires up big fucking fatties, you know, and he's, he's like a, he's like the 2020 version of Howard Stern, basically. Sure, sure. And this, you know, and, you know, his game is just shit on and yet Central Michigan plays a game. So yeah. he should be suing somebody. Yeah, well, uh, Miami had to bow out, apparently, from the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. So Washington State needs somebody to play. And, and Boise State had to bow out from the Barstool Sport. Yep. So why didn't Washington State and Central either play the Tony the Tiger or the Barstool Sports game? Because, why did they move it to Detroit? Because Tony the Tiger is more reputable. Or than, not Detroit, wherever they played it. Or did, was it in Tempe they played that game? Uh, wherever it was, I remember the commentator saying it was like a five- or six-hour bus drive. It okay, was... so maybe they did stay in Tempe. Yeah, so the, even more, the uh, Barstool Sports got butt-fucked out of a game. I don't think it's going to be on there. Oh, yeah, okay. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. So Washington State, who was a Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl game, yeah. played Central, who was supposed to be in the Barstool Sports game. So if I'm Dave Portnoy, I'm saying you're discriminating against me because the Sun Bowl has more fucking pride and prestige than my barstool sports because that was the first ever barstool sports game. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think for publicity's sake and the marketing team yeah. probably went, okay, we're going to give it to Tony. Yeah. So I say we fucking get Jake Danielowski <laughs> of my fantasy league on the legal team. We'll fucking represent Dave Portnoy and sue for discrimination. All right, let's rate Flamingo Fruit flight all right you're up um better than i thought it was going to be nowhere near as good as opperman's cork and ale uh oatmeal stout aged in bourbon barrels i come in at a respectable 3.02 because it was refreshing and tasteful 3.02 huh yes all right well as if any longtime listener remembers i'm the sweet tooth of the group so I enjoyed this quite a bit, and like you said when we opened up with this, when we when we first tasted it, that it's not the fruitiness is not over the top. Right. There's still a, a decent beer flavor to it. So I enjoyed it a little bit more than the Opperman's uh, oatmeal stout. So I'm gonna go three point five four. Alrighty then. Alrighty about, then. What about our fine friends at Untap? Well, you'll be not surprised from a from a Bell's beer to know that uh, they've got 37 37.5 thousand check-ins. So that's a pretty good sample size. Oh yeah. 
And they've got it at 3.65. Oh, so we're under, we're both under that. We're both under that a little bit, yep. So the untapped crowd actually like this better than the Oppermans. Oh, well, with well, 14 checkouts, it's kind of hard. Well, 14, yeah, with 14 check-ins, it's kind of hard. to to. That's not a very good sample size. That's probably their employees or something like yeah, that. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, you also have to understand, like, you know, the Flamingo Fruit Flight group, they're probably not going to be drinking the right. bourbon barrel Fair stout, enough. too. Yep. So, I mean, you know, it's especially when you get into thousands of check-ins, it's going to probably be more reflective of the group that would actually taste that kind of beer. So, But if you get, I would say, if you get 50,000 check-ins and, you know, Untapped says, oh, we're at about 2.1, that would probably be something you would steer away from. Oh, for sure. Well, Michael, we are not going to steer away from this third tasting. This is, it's got a long name, so bear with me for a minute here. Uh, in really small fine print under the Founders logo, you'll see the amazing Cosmickey's uh, highly acclaimed KBS Espresso. All right, so we've had KBS before on the pod, but we have not had the Espresso. Espresso, excuse me. I don't know if that's a Michigan thing or a Midwestern thing to say Espresso, but it's Espresso. Right. Right. So I don't this know, is espresso is wrong. Where no, no matter what geography, <laughs> I, I but I've heard that said a lot of times. So anyway, I just yeah. wanted to clarify espresso. So it's a uh, ale brewed with chocolate and coffee and aged in oak bourbon barrels. So it's right along the same line of the typical KBS from Founders. Just this one has some coffee in it or espresso. All right, and the Opperman's. Was an oatmeal stout without Cor- espresso. Correct. Okay. Correct. It was just an oatmeal stout, no coffee, no espresso. All right. So we're going, you know, bourbon barrel, oatmeal stout, fruity. Now we're going back to, like I said before, folks, uh, anybody at home, we are professionals, so please don't try yeah, this Yeah, don't at try home. it at home, but. This is pouring this, out more like a 40 weight. Yes. The breakup of. Bourbon barrels was necessary for the palate. There you go. That's what I'm saying. We know what we're doing. Exactly. So what glass you got there, Mike? I've got the Austin Brothers glass. All right. Well, I've gone out west to uh, Oregon to, for the Deschutes Brewery glass. A lot of coffee, a lot of chocolate. On, on the smell, notes are um, much more rich than the Oppermans. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. And after the tasting, now that we've we've done that, think about that. Um, this one, as opposed to the Oppermans, the Oppermans was eight. Uh, excuse me, nine point eight zero IBUs. This one's a twelve. Thirty-seven IBUs. Thirty-seven. Excuse me. I gotta change that. Uh, okay, this one is twelve percent. So it's a little more kick in the ass and seventy IBUs. And you get the, uh, it's not as much bourbon. Nope. But you get the chocolate espresso flavor on the finish. Agreed. Which I think that makes this probably more dangerous than the Oppermans. I mean, not to mention the 12% alcohol. But I mean, you know, that'll get you in trouble right away. But uh, mm-hmm. it is, 
if you if you don't like coffee, you're probably not going to like this drink. Because I think there's more coffee, i.e. espresso, right, than bourbon. Agreed. There's a hint of bourbon. Yep. And you get the bourbon, but it's more chocolate espresso, chocolate. and right. you can easily drink this thinking, okay, well, this is there's no damage in this. So yeah. No, this could possibly be a train wreck. And it dawned on me as we were editing the, as we, as you were editing the second <laughs> segment, that apparently I plan on taking these uh, Chicago Bear sweatpants. I, I brought over my fa, my fat fucking clothes, to the episode one hundred and seven because it's just been a last ten days have been a lot of drinking and eating, and I'm. Uh, Thinking about auditioning for the role of uh, Robert Earl Hughes in, <laughs> in the Life and Times of Robert Earl Hughes. And for those of you not familiar with Robert Earl Hughes, just fucking Google him. Um, <laughs> but apparently I'm planning on taking these pants back because I scratched an itch on my side. And I'm like, what is that? And I go into my pocket, nothing in my pocket. And I'm like, what the? I still got the tag on <laughs> tagging these pants that I got Tuesday at my mom's house because right. courtesy of uh, my mom, Bill, Jen, and Caitlin. And, you know, when I went to put them on, I didn't see any tags. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They took tags off. I wore them. And, but the tag is on the inside. So, <laughs> hey. That's cool but, now, Mike. You're cool. But if I, you know, I, I'm not going to take them back because they are very comfortable. So I think tonight before I put them in the dirty clothes, I will cut off the tag. Oh, yeah, I would hope you would. <laughs> I would hope you would. So uh, what else we got? What what else is going on here, David? I see you got lottery tickets out on the table. What's up for that? Did, did I win anything? No, but you were, you were talking about your fantasy league. You were talking about... You know, some things have to happen, X, Y, Z, blah, 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 because you got maybe possibly $150 riding on, you know, 150 extra dollars. Extra dollars. Yep. Extra dollars. Okay. So that made me think. So traditionally, my mom in our, um, she does uh, stockings for us still. Okay. Okay. So she's a knitter. Which I love. She loves to knit. I, you know. Yeah. You know. Even though there, you know, there is... For the for our very young listeners, yes, there is still Santa Claus, but you know, I still love the Christmas spirit. Anyway, go yeah, on. And your, the your mom still gets yeah, yeah the exactly traditions, traditions socks. I'm one hundred percent double thumbs up all yep. for it. And so you get like Mrs. Dawson, we love you. So you get the knickknack stuff, you know, yep. maybe a little a small pack of pistachios or almonds, or you get some work gloves, you know, some stuff like that. But you always get. A very hefty supply of lottery tickets. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to have to ask her. I tried to call her today to tell her how much I won. But typically, if you have a good, if you have a good lottery ticket scratching after Christmas from, you know, from Mrs. Dawson, you get 25 35 you know, a bunch of $2 and $5 and maybe a $10 and something here. So you can see here the lottery tickets that she purchased, right? Yes. That's a $20 ticket. <laughs> so there's a $5 one there. But these are all the losers, Mike. Yes. All the winners are upstairs. So I think, and I'm going to probably be, I'm going to try to be as conservative, conservative as I can. But between uh, my sister, her family, okay, which includes my brother-in-law, 
my niece and nephew, and then my three kids, my wife and myself, my mom and my dad, I'm going to say we probably run somewhere around $500 because, again, the ones you're looking at right now are the losers. There's $118 worth of lottery tickets upstairs on the table. My wife, Shelly won $121 or 100 and something like that. I know my sister won damn near 100 bucks. Uh, Max won 75. Um, I'm not. I, I I think every single person won won something. Um, and and you know, there's been Christmases where only one or two of us have you know gotten anything out of our lottery ticket. So whatever, whenever, wherever she got these, I don't something. What right here on the desk here at the cell studio? What is this? How many? There are there any winnings? In There's this? no winners in this pile. This was just a reminder for me. Okay. To go up against your 150 extra dollars, you're gonna win. Um, but uh, so instead of a instead of daddy getting some new shoes, I think I'm getting a, a new microwave. Okay. Yeah. Hey, beats a sharp stick in the eye. You could give me a thousand scratch up tickets, and if I get a two dollar winner, yeah. Get the paddles ready because I'm probably going to fucking drop dead of a heart attack for winning. Because I right. never, ever, ever win on scratch off tickets. Speaking of a of a, of a scratch off story, um, I was teaching a personal finance class at local 85. So these are adults, right? These are 20, 21, 22 years on up, you know, and they're uh, they're training to be plumbers and steam fitters. So we're 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 four or five weeks into this class, this personal finance class about, you know, smart things to do with your money. And I shit you not, I had a guy in the front row, front row of tables, sitting there, and at our first break, slaps down a pile of scratch-offs. Not a short stack, but literally like a two-inch pile of scratch-offs. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like... I'm trying to win some money. (laughs) How much did that set you back? He's like, yeah, I don't know. I forgot. So I don't, he might've won five or six bucks out of that, but I have no idea. But yeah, I'm not typically a scratch off guy. Um, But when it comes to the stocking, you you, you, you got to oblige. Absolutely. Heck yeah. So, so, um, and I know know some of the loyal listeners who really, listen to my rants and are deep diving into this thing. Wait a second. Okay, wait a minute. Let, what, me, let me buckle up. Let me what buckle are you up. talking about? Dave, Mike, $150. Actually, I thought his fantasy season was shit. Well, it has been. I mean, the two leagues, my two big money leagues, I've yet to win any weekly money. I'm like 12th out of 14th in one league and... 12th out of 13th in the other league. I haven't won any weekly money. Those are the two big money leagues. But in recently re-loyal listener, Henry Fee, my brother-in-law, him and my nephew, Jonathan, Alex's, my our first guest on the pod, yeah. his older brother, him and I are mono-a-mono for the title. Gotcha. And... I had like a 20-point lead heading into the night. I've got three guys tonight, A.J. Dillon, 
Marquise Valdez-Scantling, and Justin Jefferson, and he's got Nick Chubb tomorrow. Worst case scenario, I get $250. Best case scenario, I'm the champ, and I get $400. So, you know, winning winning this fucking matchup this week would put a nice little tourniquet on the hemorrhaging <laughs> that I have had done all fantasy season long. So for the, the avid loyal listeners that are like, well, how could Mike be possibly winning any money in fantasy? He bitched and cried and whined like a little bitch right. for 14 weeks how bad his fantasy team were. And I just happened to be fortunate enough to be in the right division. I fucking got a first-round buy at 7-7, seven and seven, one last week, and then now I'm winning the championship game here. <laughs> But there's, you know, Nick Chubb, to to really put salt in the wound, I'm sure Nick Chubb will have six touchdowns and 377 yards rushing tomorrow and put a dagger in my heart. And 250 beats a kick in the dick, sure. Right. 250's not 400. I mean, simple math. You, would you rather have 400 or 250? Right. Yeah, that's simple math, Dave. Right. Um, so. Are you a glass half empty or half full? I, I, Unfortunately, I'm a glass half empty guy. You know, so I know Nick Chubb scoring six touchdowns just to plunge it right in my behind, and it dribbles down my leg without even a fucking thank you. Well, you know, Mike, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not your therapist, but as long as you recognize that, you don't qualify for a 12-step program. All right, well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, just like you know. <laughs> uh, what else we got here, Dave? Before we get to uh... all right. As I don't have, you know, do you have a fuck you? And if we have a fuck you, it's going to have to be without the music because I don't have my phone with me. Because well, many gotta... listeners have been bitching that they hear my phone going off too much. So I finally said, fuck you guys. I'll let the phone die. Leave it at home. And you haven't heard my phone. So, hey, that's my fuck you. Fuck you listeners bitching about my fucking phone. <laughs> I've got a very, very lighthearted one only because I got done shoveling the driveway this morning. We got, what, two inches? Two or three inches. That's what love's of got. snow. <laughs> oh my god! That's where your mom goes. Click. I'm done listening. No. Um. <laughs> and that's where Liz goes. You wish. I wish. <laughs> so no, we got two, three inches of snow, and I got done shoveling the driveway, and of course, like 20 minutes later, the, the snow, plow, the, yeah. the plow goes by. You know. Kudos to the plow guys. I, I, you know, you guys are the greatest. It's awesome. You, you plow the roads. You get us so we can drive down our streets in our neighborhoods. That's awesome. But it, like I said, it was a light-hearted yeah. fuck you because it's like ah. This damn was, it. this was two or three years ago. It was funny you mentioned that. And, and I'm shoveling out. I just get it done, and the plow comes by and just pushes my drive. And he's going by. I'm not shitting you. He look. He's looking at me. He kind of like just. Like, Sorry, dude. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, yeah, I was mad. Because like, like you said, I was like, what else? I mean, he, what is he supposed to do? <laughs> right. But it was just funny like because he, he sees me shoveling out the old driveway. And then all of a sudden he just pushes. And when his, what he's pushing back is way heavier oh, yeah. than what we're shoveling yeah. out. And he's like, he drives by. He's kind of like. And I'm like, I, just yeah. kind of, I gave him a wave. Just like, hey, dude, I know. It's not, you know what, what are you going to do? Yeah, right, right, right. As opposed to, it's a lot better than if he was driving by and looked at you and, like, pressed his middle finger up against yeah. the window. <laughs> like, good luck, guy. As, hey, uh, as I look up on your the screen here at the South Studio, 
Where's Al Michaels? Because that's Mike Trico oh, and Chris yeah. Collins for tonight. I don't know. Maybe Mike Trico says, I don't work January 2nd. Fuck you guys. <laughs> or not Mike Trico, Al Michaels, because Mike Trico yeah. is working January 2nd. All right, so I meant to mention this during the college football. And everybody, no, don't go rolling your eyes. Here they go back to college football. But this is, this is something worth mentioning. So the Duke's Mayonnaise Bowl. Okay, yep. so Duke's Mayonnaise. Apparently they sell enough mayonnaise to... Sponsor a bowl game. All right. So the Mayo Bowl versus North Carolina and South Carolina. The winning coach gets slathered, bathed with a five-gallon bucket of mayo. Yeah. Now, if you were the winning coach, would I mean, would that, would you like, hey, we're going to the Mayo Bowl. You know, if you win this, you're going to get a whole bucket of mayonnaise dumped over the top of you. Yeah, you gotta go for it. Just, you know, just like the ice bucket challenge, where you know, when you're raising money for whatever. Okay, well, was. cold water is a little different than a whole thing of fat. There, he has a shower. Hey, you fucking won the game. The only All reason right. you're getting that fucking bath is because you won. Right. You ain't getting the bath is because you lost, right. and you're a loser. All right. Well, you're talking to a guy that surgically removes all the fat veins from his steak. Like you know, most people would be done with their steak, and you know, you get a nice, decent porterhouse or a round steak or something like that and you finish it in what 15 20 minutes and i'm still at a half an hour i'm still you know asking for a sharper knife so i can get the little fat veins out of the so to have a whole bucket of fat dumped over my head i'm just not is i what is it mad it's just like a liquid well yeah it's liquid fat yeah, but there's no veins to cut off. No, I understand uh, that. It's just it's the principle of the whole thing. You know but what I mean? It's it means like... you're a winner, Dave. Would you, <laughs> do you want to be a winner or a yeah. loser? What? Well, <laughs> sitting there with a bunch of mayonnaise over my head. I'm not sure. I don't know. So, But anyway, South Carolina wins. They won shorthanded. Uh, oh, did you see that? Did you see any of that game? The South Carolina-North Carolina yeah. game? Yeah. No. Their running back, last name Harris. Holy man. He reminds me of Franco Harris. That dude, that dude is a keg on legs and just punished people. All right, if yeah, you yeah. have a chance, go back, look at some YouTube videos or something like that. That dude, that dude was fun to watch. Old school smash mouth, just wreck people. I was actually surprised South Carolina won that game, but I did not see any of it. Well, the only reason not I, a play. The only reason I picked them to see, uh, and because I've been watching a little more football than normal this year, I saw some South Carolina games. I saw some North Carolina games. I just like the energy, the intensity of the of the Gamecocks versus uh, uh, North Carolina. So are we ready to rate this, or you well, got no, something else? Yeah, oh, no, random yeah, question! No, oh my God! No, I'm not ready to wait. I didn't oh, get a random question yet? What was I doing? I don't know. You're, you're just so excited about the Gamecocks, <laughs> you, you know, and you're you're the one in the that stands, Chan. You can't beat our cocks. <laughs> yeah, well. I've... I've not been in the stands chanting that, but sure. <laughs> well, but that's a, that's a slogan <laughs> for the South Carolina alumni. All right, you got a random question for me? Yes. Kind of two-part. Okay. And it goes something like that, and it goes a little something like this. All right, three New Year's resolutions for 2022. All right. And then I'll give you the second part. Um, get my shit together financially. Okay. I think that's, I actually, now that I had my 
very minor knee surgery. I think that's something you want to talk about too. But uh, since I had my tear repair and clean out, I want to get back to, you know, uh, running a little bit, getting some weight training in, getting back into shape, uh, that kind of thing. That's number two. I was going to say, how, how is how's that related financially? That's not, but that's number so two. that was two things. Okay. That was two things, sorry. And three, three. I don't know, finish this freaking basement. I had some, I had water damage. And uh, it wasn't enough to file a claim, but it was enough to rip the flooring out. And I got some drywall I got to fix. And so that is my third one. Probably going to cost me two or three grand. All right. My top, my New Year's resolutions. Number one. Uh, it's been since February, March 2020 since I've been to church. I'd like to start going back to church. Not to get fucking all religious and you know, this podcast will not change at all. Right. But for my own little... You're gonna reach your zen, yep. zen moment, one hour a week. I'd like to start going back to church. Was hoping to make it today, but had too many beers last night at, at Fishman Eight. <laughs> so we're gonna, you know, and we'll start the New Year's resolutions next week. So go back to church. That's number one. All right, got it. All right, so number back. Two. To church. Did you write your three down? Because we will, yeah, we will, it, we will refer right to these one and fifty-two episodes from now. So you want to reach your spiritual center? Thank you. Yep. Number two. Oh fuck! What was it? I had three. <laughs> well, I, I'll give you my third. Okay. Get to two hundred pounds. Oh. Now, I become. I came to the cell studio. My fat claws. Um. Nowhere where I need to be. And on January 11th, I'm getting a new knee, which, by the way, next week, I am going to put one last leg workout. Probably can't max out because it's been so long since I've lifted, but I do want to do one more, one last leg workout on what the good Lord gave me before they replace it. Before you become a cyborg? Yes. Yeah. But I, I would like to weigh 200 pounds. I'm probably anywhere from 215 to 220 right now. My ideal weight is 200 pounds. And number three, I want at very least to get flight football and anything else on TikTok live. And at best, would like to do some live YouTube streams, you know, for our our audiences, kind of like at Destination Bourbon and at fill in the blank any other show on YouTube. Sure. So those are my uh gotcha. Three. I think your three, my three are realistic and and what I said was I it was kind of a two part. Yep. What would be your far reaching unrealistic dream scenario New Year's resolution? My dream scenario New Year's resolution? Um Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, as far as a New Year's resolution, I mean, you're almost saying it like, you know, what's your dream wish? What What do you wish would happen? Is that no, what you're saying? No. Or? Right. You gave three, I gave three, and your three are 
realistic. Sure. I think you can do them. Yeah. If you put your mind to them. My three, I can do. Do my mind to them. Sure. Give me a resolution that more than likely, it's like, hey, that would be great, but there ain't fucking no way you're doing it. Oh. Um, hmm. Wow. Uh, do, 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 do. I'm doing my own. Jeopardy theme song. Yeah. Um, I picked up on it. <laughs> what would be a New Year's resolution, but no way it's going to happen? Um, okay, well, I guess I would say, like, if I'm going to finish, like, like you know, the North Studio here, or South Studio, excuse me. Uh, if the st- South Studio, if I were to put in what I want is, you know, the, the, um, the drop ceiling and... You know, flooring where if, in fact, it gets wet or if I get water here that it won't damage the flooring, you know, like a raised floor or something like that. Uh, so I don't have to worry about it. They make this they make this flooring that you can put in, like, basically take the floor up about an inch and a half. And then any water you get in here, it'll run to the drains underneath whatever right. carpeting or flooring you put in it. You know, and then insulate all around the walls and everything else just make it like that's not i mean that would be the dream one that's not going to happen because i don't have enough money i don't have enough probably don't i don't have the time or the skill to do the well if know, we do if we do my number three tiktok youtube you might get that fucking money <laughs> that money yeah. but anyway go back yeah. you know so anyway all right so my dream scenario is like i i would like to may 24th or may 22nd whatever it is on my 28th year, retire. Oh. Because at the Fishman Age sent me information that in your 55th yeah. year birth, you yeah. can draw from your 401k without penalty. Correct. And I will be 55 years. Not 54. At 55, you can draw from your 401k without penalty. And at, next year, I will be 55. Right. And I and the May 24th or 22nd or whatever the date is. Sure. My Coke, that will be 28 years yep. of Coke. Shut her down and retire. Huh. There you go. It's not going to happen because we have, you know, yeah, yeah, Nick's yeah. going through college, you know, got a blazer that, you know, I'm yep. that we're paying for. Liz will never let it happen because right. she's still working. Right, right, right. But I said the, the <laughs> you know the perfect world dream scenario, <laughs> New Year's resolution. That's my New Year's resolution. Right. Is I want to re- I want to retire. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Right. And so you know, as far as I'm concerned, too. I mean, that's let's you know, in a perfect world, I could. And not draw and not, you know, do something to supplement my income and not draw on my pension or my uh, 403B. But, I mean, there's this thing called insurance. And so insurance is, it drives a lot of people to make a lot of life decisions. And so. The fucking question was. the Right. Your I gave you resolution mine. resolution. Yeah. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yours is the better best than mine. Case, yeah. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. 
Yours is don't fucking rain on my parade, motherfucker. I, no, I'm, I'm validating. I'm, well, I guess what I'm saying is, is now that I'm talking through it, is yours is better than mine. I probably, you know, in hindsight, after hearing yours, I probably would have picked that. <laughs> I probably would have picked that instead of mine. I'm talking about my basement. Anyway. Oh, that random question. Huh? A refurbished basement is fucking solid because I that's a I love the house. You know, I don't want to be ungrateful for the North Studio. You know, hey, Liz and I are very fortunate, but the North Studio is not conducive to hosting anything because the rooms are. We yeah. have we have a lot of square footage, but it's not really right. conducive to really hosting anything here. You know, so yeah, that you know, redoing the basement. That those are those are legit, but you know, if sure. you don't really think you're going to spend the money on it, I think we had both. Well, that's why it's a fantasy thing for me because right, that, that's, that's why I think it's a valid fantasy. And you know, because there ain't no fucking way I'm retiring this year, <laughs> but that's my fucking goal. Right. But yes. My luck, they'll fight on January 11th. They're gonna fucking re- go to replace my knee, and my fucking heart will stop. I'll be fucking dead. Me and Betty White will be fucking na- knocking ass. I'll be knocking boots with Betty White at fucking Tuesday, January 11th. Oh God, I hope not. Yeah, this this pod is gonna be way duller without you. <laughs> you don't think I'm good enough to fuck Betty White? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking about me. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's write the KBS, David. All right, let's do that. Um, I'm really enjoying this quite a bit. Uh, it, it, uh, that, by the way, I've got my rating already written. All so. right, I do not have mine written yet. Yep. But I, I can't rate this compared to the way that I rate. I can't rate this compared to the Flamingo Fruit Flight. Okay? Oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're different. Yeah, they're, 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 they're totally just too different. different. But I definitely enjoyed this more than... Uh, Opperman's uh, Oatmeal Stout. So, that was a 3.30. I'm, I'm going to go... This is really enjoyable. I'm going to go into the 3.65. Okay, really. 3.65. Agree with everything you said. I liked it better in Opperman's as well. I was 3.72 in Opperman's. Yep. I went 3.88. On the KBS espresso, three eight eight. Yep, Good I, am very, I mean, all right. Let me let me look that up real quick. Uh, untapped. Those people there. Oh, three point two thousand. Okay, so a, a decent sample size. I wonder how. I wonder how new uh, this beer is because. They're both farmers, so it's the same brewery. Well, and and the Flamingo was thirty-seven thousand, and the KBS is right, three point two. So what I'm what I'm seeing here is, um, let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. What I'm seeing here is, come on, Dave, get it back up on your phone here. Um, okay, so. There is a KBS Espresso prior to 2021 that is no longer in production. Okay? So the 2021 it apparently is a new production. So that's why there's only uh, 3.2 thousand. Okay. All right. So if I... Let me go back in here. KBS... Um, 
Oh, wow. There's a... Well... So there's the 2000... There's the espresso right there. But there's the 2001. So maybe that's why there's not as many. Because Founders is a... Founders is a macro brewery. Right. But anyway, at 3.2 thousand check-ins, I know everybody's waiting with breathless anticipation, so sorry about that. 4.25. Oh, mercy! Yeah, 4.25. Wow. Which, I I get that. You know what I mean? I yeah, get it. I, I guess because, I mean, I'm not way off, because I come in at a, um, you know, stealthy 388. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's not like it's... Way out of the atmosphere, of, but yeah, four and a quarter. That hey, if you're a big coffee fan, yeah, you know, espresso, that, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna argue it. Yeah, I can see it. Well, Dave, episode 107. As I look down the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late great Stuart Scott would say, "You ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get the heck up out of here."